Well, they're in. What's in? The Mackinac Beaches, Jerry. The Mackinac Beaches. G'day, league lovers. Welcome to episode 146 of Not the Footy Show. This is the the first episode for 2014, and it's the it's the welcome back to the NRL episode. Sitting beside me is W. D. Nicholson. Say hello, was. Hello. Don't do it from back there. Come back. Come I'm taking you back seat this year. Get it? That's not funny. Okay. <laughs> In this podcast's uh, what do you call it repertoire T- today? Are the the Schedule. topics. Schedule. We we're going to be talking about the rule changes. We're going to be talking about. Hang on. Oh. There you go. No, oh, thanks, mate. We're going to be talking about Sam Burgess maybe going to rugby, because that's only just happened in the last day or so. We're also going to be talking about, uh, you know, Sims and, and Gagai and whatnot being Queenslanders. Are they? <laughs> you could have just said the word right there. That's what? That's Don't in Queensland. Don't you remember that song? That's in Queensland? That's in Queensland. There you go. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about that stuff that happened with Corbin Sims. Dave's really happy with that. Uh, we've got feedback from uh, people who actually missed the show. I can't believe it. We hit 10 likes on our Facebook page for the show saying we're going to do an episode. <laughs> 10 <laughs> likes. That's an all-time high. Considering that our last one was, you know, the wrap-up of, of the grand final. And then yes, with the Queen of Rugby League. Yes. And we thought we were going to the do... The soon-to-be-married Queen of, of Rugby League, mind you. Is that right? I didn't yes, know that. Yes, engaged. To be married. Very, very good news, Maria. We had Shout high us. hopes for five and ten-minute podcasts all throughout the off-season. Well, I didn't really want to do it. Oh, you didn't. I might have said that to you, but oh, okay. you never rang me up. And then we'll talk about the Auckland Nines uh, in a couple show. of weeks and ask the most important question: Do you care? Because evidently, some of the players certainly don't, and the coaches, because they're not turning up. More, See Canberra's more team. of that later on. Uh, after the break, here on not the footy show. Not the... Yeah. We're back! Okay, everyone, Dave's intros, they need some work, but it's good to have him back in the in the zone. I'm a natural. I was I'm falling a... asleep during that intro. Did you see me in the back seat? Because yeah, I literally was in the back you seat. You know, I'm not, I'm, I don't like to do that professional thing. You know that. I like to do the whole... So you what you're saying is if we've just lost us. everybody's listeners because no, but of they're your... not, because they're sitting down on the couch as well, listening to us, and, that, oh, and that's people the on the couch. This is You know where you listen to Not The Footy Show? On the train. On the train. I know. But... On the bus. But they can pretend like well, they're you're on driving the couch. across the Harbour Bridge. They want to have a yakety yak with their good mates about the, about rugby league. Good mates. Yeah. All well, ten of them. Well. Anyway, fantastic. Well, it's good to be back. Look, we had this discussion the last three years. I know. Is it going to happen? We got an email. Do you remember that email I sent to you, Dave? Oh, that one. You know the email from that young bloke who said that he missed us. Here we go. Ah, uh, this rings a bell. Yeah, bell, bell, ding, ding. All right. There you go. You're going to read it out, Was? There you go. You, no, you've, no, got, you've, you've got the tone. No, I do not. You, you hassle me when I read. So it says, hey. Go. Off you go. <sighs> hey. <laughs> I hope the podcast returns in 2014. I enjoyed not the footy show. Show. He did it like you did, Dave. Unless you sent this and you just wanted to do more podcasts. Uh, <laughs> a lot. All the best from Craig. So I put it out there and said, I got that lovely picture of that little kid holding sand in his hands. Uh, if you haven't seen us on uh, Facebook, everybody, it's just uh, facebook.com slash podcast. But, yeah, we thought, will we do one? This guy took his... It was just in the middle of January, just sent it, missed it. I thought, I don't know. So what we're doing, it's once again, it's just very much, if we get a chance to hang out, what fantastic. What it is, was, it's laid back. Oh, it's... <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's not professional. So... Well, has it ever been professional? <laughs> well, so stop hassling me about my intros. <laughs> All right, what are we talking about next, DC? 
Oh, hang on. Well, hang on, speaking of professional, let me just pull up the run sheet again. <laughs> Did okay. we talk about that or not? So what are we talking about? Which one are we going to start with? Sam Burgess to rugby? Yeah, Sam Burgess to rugby. Surely. What's the story? What's the story? Fill in the people. They're out sitting out there. They don't have Twitter. They don't have Facebook. They haven't been seeing this story all over the news for the last 12 hours. Or maybe they have. They might anybody who runs a website anyway, in rugby league. People actually have But there's not, there's not really that much to, te- to tell either. It's pretty much we've already said it. Then why are we talking about it? Well, no, because we've, we've got to talk about it, but... You're just busting my chops today. Fair income. I'm busting chops. New thing. I'm busting chops. Bottom line, Sam Burgess has been approached to go and join rugby so that he can play in the the World Cup. For By England, obviously. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, and it's, you know, his, his manager's looking into it and it's all the usual rah-rah. Um, oh, the rah-rah is good. I like that. That's... Well, the usual situation where... Basically, they're offering him a load oh. of money. Now, now they talked about two million two, a season. Oh, that's... That's Telegraph reporting for you, so... Well, okay, all right, but... It might, it might be 1.99, you never know. But it, it it seems like it's going to be double what he can get for The maximum league. he'll get from league is a million if he's ever lucky enough to get that, um, even though they put the salary cap up. The question Sam Burgess has got to ask is, does he want to move back to England? Or That's in, a damn Keep, keep enjoying himself here in Australia. He's got, what is he, 25 or something around that age? Um... I could be off by like six years there, but he's not that old. He's probably got he's another so good contract well. with him in yeah. if he wants it here in Australia. The beauty of the approach, just it, from the it, way it pushes, I read it, was it pushes is, up his price at Souths. Look, young athletes these days, and and the ones who hit their mid twenties, they realise very quickly that in five years it could well be over. Israel Folau didn't just go to AFL for the fun of it. He went because he wanted to challenge himself, and they threw a whole lot of money at him. And then he went, I'll come back to rugby league. And then the NRL stood in his way and he ended up going to Union. And now he's... But think about it. How good is it for him to be able to say, I've played top-level rugby league, top-level AFL, and top-level rugby union. But, like you just say, when you do it that way, there's not much chance of you furthering your career after you stop playing. If you you play in league the whole time, there's a damn good chance that you're going to be able to become... A selector or a trainer no, or whatever. No, I reckon I'll, I'll disagree. I actually, I actually disagree. I think the longevity of a rugby league player is a lot less than a union player. Uh, union players have French rugby to go to, which they can play till their mid thirties. Oh, okay, but then and whatever. But that, I think there's more money worldwide to be made from rugby yeah. as a player. Oh, once you hit that that's age where you're useless, oh, not useless, but over the hill as opposed to league, because <laughs> league. The whole days of the players who were 33, 34 going to the Super, Super League in the UK have, have pretty much gone. Especially with these rule changes that are going um, about, so we're going to talk about later if, on. If Burgess, <laughs> if Burgess wants a challenge, then we shouldn't all sit here and be surprised, because he gets one chance at this. Um, yes, he hasn't taken South to a premiership, but I, as much as that would be great for him, he could make his... He could set, he's probably set up for life anyway now, but he could really set himself up. He could play in a World Cup, which he won't... Um, he's already done in rugby league you know, twice, I think it is. Now I don't, I don't really know Union that well, but. But do you? Do you really? Busting chaps. It has happened in the you past. Know the league very well. That hurts. That that's just don't be childish. I, I've missed him. Now, <laughs> oh, in, in the past, there's been there've been league players that have gone to Union and they just, they just can't play Union, and so they come back with their tail between their legs. It, it is a gamble. To jump from one sport to another, and if you're no good at it, it's. I want to take. You're, it, you're yeah. still getting the bickies, but it's but it's embarrassing. And 
I just don't understand it. When you've, when you've built yourself up such if a good you're thing... you're a league guy, that's the problem. And I think everyone needs to sort of just take a step back if you're just a diehard leaguey and just think, look, if you were given an opportunity and you were this good at, at, at these kind of sports and you had that ability and someone said to you, I'll give you $2 million to come play our game, when you can go and play it versus $700,000 in rugby league, which you've just bashed your body around for six years... It's not. I understand. It's not the out of the realms of possibility oh, no, to go. That, that, I'll go do that. So absolutely. It's look, scary. Andrew Johns. I'll, I'll maintain it. You've read his book. He's still something in the back of his mind is disappointed he never went to rugby and had the challenge because apparently the because ARU he, guys decided that he wasn't worth whatever it the was money that he, he wanted, and he but wanted to be able to prove he himself. About, in, in and both and he would have been awesome. And I do understand that. But even the great ones will kind of regret. So Sam Burgess, whatever you decide to do, fantastic. But there is an element of this. That I haven't read anything about, mind you, I haven't read anything since last night. But what happens if Sam Burgess goes to rugby union? Where's Georgie go? Yeah, his brothers will follow him. Where's Thomas go? Luke's not good enough, unfortunately, to probably end up playing. So he'll follow and just play. But what happens if. So, so what I'm saying is, if Sam Burgess goes back to England to play union, I reckon there's a very strong chance that George and Tom and Luke go back to the Super League because they want to be around their brother. Like I go play rugby league over there. Oh, you reckon? You don't think I just don't, get, I, well, I, reckon, I reckon they'll they'll say to Union, pay. You know, well, we'll I, I just I just think that's the element of the whole uh, uh, discussion that, that everyone hasn't really thought of is that the impact on the brothers because they're a very tight family. That's a big deal for Rabbitohs because they'll all of a sudden they're potentially losing three of their. Oh no, real see, good Dave, you didn't read the rest of the Telegraph article because the Telegraph can confirm that Andrew Fafita is in discussions with. Oh, sorry, no, that's wrong. Andrew Fafita is... You're being very cynical. Is, is, ...is confirmed that the club wants to talk to him. Hang on, no, that's not it. Um, Warwick, sources say... Warwick David Nicholson. Just, just, just control I'm yourself. I'm just annoyed. It's like, he's off contract, yes. He's probably talked to the, um, the rugby union as well, Fafita, but let the bloke just make his mind up for more than two seconds before you automatically say, he's going south. I don't know. I'm just annoyed. Okay, the season hasn't started yet. Yeah, fair enough. These okay. players should not be yeah, able to get, sign elsewhere. Getting back to Sammy, do you think it's I'm a, done with Sammy. Do you think it's a stunt to get no, to push up his no, contract he, as much he, as he can out of South? If he wanted everyone at South, they'd give to him. Like, okay. within the realms yeah, of that's the a fair salary point. cap. Um, yeah, it, I hope he sticks around, but people don't be surprised do you, if he disappears. No, I won't be surprised. Do you think he will? He, he seems like the type of guy. Is he sitting here right now? Are we chatting to him right now? No, I know, but you've seen interviews with him or whatnot. I've seen him on TV. When Andrew Johns was talking about going to Union, I was gobsmacked, and I thought, surely there's no way he's going to go to man. Union. League man. That's what I mean. Yeah. But but with Sam, you sort of think, well, maybe. Tell you what, Rugby Union can have Sam Kikovic if they want him. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh, that's funny. That's really fun. Do you, do you write your own material? Do you? Because that is so fresh. You're the weakest link. Goodbye. You know, I've, I've never heard anyone make that joke before. Mm, you're the first. I've never heard anyone reference reference that outside the program before. Because that, that's what she says on the show, right? Isn't it? You are the weakest link. Goodbye. And, and, and yet you've taken that and, and used it out of context to insult me in this everyday situation. God, what a clever, smart girl you must be to come up with, with a joke like that all by yourself. Mm, that's so fresh, too. Any, any titanic jokes you want to throw at me as long as we're hitting these phenomena at the height of their popularity? Because hmm? I'm, I'm, I'm here. God, you're so funny! Just go away now. I've had a gut for you the whole game. Oh, I see. We're here for five minutes. 
All right, everybody, it's time for the NRL rules to get a bit of a look. A bit of a look-see. We talked about this briefly on the phone, I believe. Is that right, Dave? Or was that brief you've forgotten? Uh, what do you mean, briefly on the phone? The other day on the phone. You and me. Or <laughs> Thanks for establishing what I've just said. Zero tackle from the 20-meter <laughs> restart. Okay? I, I don't mind this one. Um, I'm a little bit confused why it was actually needed. But the theory is, if the ball goes out of the dead ball line... Um, the wingers and fullbacks will get an extra tackle, basically, from that 20-meter line. So it's basically you've got seven tackles no, from the 20-meter line. No, not the wingers and fullbacks. Or whoever whoever takes That's the tackle. That's right, and be, it's because so it's seven tackles from the 20-meter restart. It's to stop the tactic of people deliberately kicking it out, so that Billy Slater and Co. don't get the chance to. There run is the a ball theory back. that it's just so Matt Checken can count to six. <laughs> oh, boom, <laughs> Tish, on fire! <laughs> I didn't even write that one down. I, that no, was completely I, off the cuff. Listen, it makes sense. They're, they're, they're obviously, the NRL is obviously going through this whole. We want to make the game as exciting as we can and um, free flowing, and we, you know, rah rah rah. And this is one of those things to try and discourage teams from kicking the ball out. What they do is they give the team an extra, an extra tackle. If you do that, if you kick the ball out, it's over the sideline mm. or dead ball line, isn't it? My only concern is literally the numbers. Like teams won't realise that they've. Like it's going to take a while before they get used to the fact they've got seven. I know that the referee calls it out, but I just... I would almost prefer to see... They're not that stupid. I'd almost prefer... <laughs> they can count. These guys can count. Was Come on now. That's They're not a concern. They're things to come right now. Ah, ah, ah. Sorry. Anyway. It's Sesame Street for you. Minicello came in and went out again. <laughs> what concerns me is that I would have preferred, instead of the zero tackle, give them an extra 10 metres. Let's put the tap out on the 30 metre line. Ball goes over the dead ball line. Six yeah, tackles. Yeah. Okay. Still. All right. Yeah. Push them up the That's field. Fair. That's effectively a tackle. I don't know. I just think it hurts people a lot more that extra ten meters because you can still make an error on first. I don't know. I just don't like the fact we've now got a seven tackle count, so to speak. But we've already got that in certain situations. They, they, oh, they call, but, they oh with knock-ons and stuff, but it's it's in the flow of the game, so it's not as. See, my issue more is that the game will stop, and then you'll get seven tackles as opposed yeah. to before where. So the game continues. That's fair. Anyway, uh, 40-20 restarts. We're now getting rid of the scrum when there's a 40-20. And people are just going to tap. So it's going a bit touch football-ish. I don't like this. I think you... It's a game to I would love to see... The best thing about 40-20s in my book is when teams get a 40-20, they kick it out, they get the scrum, and it's back line on back line. Bang, go for a try. Now what you're going to see is... Even more. It's annoying when you see scrums. It's to force the and front five rollers and get a pro- well, they to get a- back in time because they're going to do the quick tap and you've got to get back. You've got, you, don't, you don't have the, the two minutes to, to slow You won't see that at all. You won't, you, what you will see is that annoying thing where a front rower stands at first receiver off a scrum and does the one hit takes the winner. What you'll see instead is just the same thing you see from penalties. You'll just see that first tackle wasted by a front rower running into the line. It won't open up the chances for points to be scored right off the back of 40-20s. They might be able to create pressure from that. I get that. But they could do the same thing if they were from the scrum. I, just, I, prefer, I love seeing a scrum... Can you not see, though? Seven on seven in the back line. I just I love that. And we've just lost it. And I just think I think it's a mistake. Okay. Restarts from a kick out in the full. Handover goes um, to the opposition. It always has been on the fifth tackle. Well, the six tackle, sorry, if the ball goes out in the full, just a changeover. Mm-hmm. But if it goes out before the five, in the old rules, they always had a scrum. Is that right? Now they're not having a scrum. I didn't realise that. Now if that. the ball goes okay. out in the full, regardless of the tackle count, um, it'll just be a restart, a handover. Um, that was play the ball. 
Uh, we'll jump to the next one, which is to stop the clock, and we'll come back at the end because I think that's the big one to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Uh, quick taps. This is something that they've they've sort of uh, toyed with for a couple of years. Basically, a quick penalty restart will be permitted on any infringement except for the 10 meter penalties where the referee issues a caution or within the 10 meters of the opposition goal line. So what we're saying is, the referees who even there's been two of them have continually said, "I'm not in position." now actually have to look at the area where they're giving the infringement. And if the team is fast enough to get there and make a tap in the general area, they, they have to let have play, to play go on. That makes sense. Which is me. good. Yeah. I'm a little bit annoyed by the one that says within 10 metres of the line, because actually quick taps near the line are some of the best things that you can do if you're a, a sneaky little player. Yeah, it does seem a bit... Ah, it's still going to be annoying situations with that. But anyway, it is an improvement. Captain Communication, Dave, Yeah. if you're want to, if you a captain and you want to say to the referee, oh, we went offside or we weren't, there's nothing wrong with that play or whatever. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. You can't just do it off the cuff and walk out and Jamie Lyon likely just stand in front of the ref and go, I don't know, he sounds like that. But <laughs> that, well, all, all he's doing is basically buying time for That's his right. He's wasting time. To uh, you can only do that when there's a try. Everyone knows they're doing it and I think it's a good thing to get rid of. I honestly when a player is injured, which is, I'll come back to that, Yeah. Uh, and when a referee is in- issuing a caution. It does. Scrums and penalties not considered stoppages of play, and they get. The t- uh, this is the bit that I. There's two bits of this I don't like. Captains get to talk to the referee at halftime as they're walking off the field. It's, uh, it's irrelevant then, isn't it? It's a bit I, I really don't like that because what happens if a captain wants to keep talking and talking? Uh, what, what, what is there a stop clock on how long you can talk? Because what you will have, have have happen is as they're walking off the field. We're walking off. We're walking to the, you're, yeah, you're the referee. Yeah, yeah, I'm the yeah. captain, and we're walking on towards the tunnel. As soon as they and I just say, tunnel. I just say, hang on, I want to talk. I'll, I want to. You see what I did then, Dave? Anyone hear that? You What's that? Me. What have I done? Touch me. I've Grab touched me. you. What's your, what's your point? Point is, you can't touch a referee. Now, if you're walking off, so they'll have a rule that you're not allowed to touch yeah. a referee, and they won't touch him. Well, I, it'll it'll happen first before the rules brought in. You can guarantee that. You think they've thought of this? Just bring it out there. What I'm issue is, is that they're walking off, and you're a captain. I'm saying. But, but with they've been offside all day, you're not, you're not seeing this, you're not seeing that, and the referee just says, look, you've said it, you would peace and walk off. It's not going to change anything. Oh, and then he's going to grab him as and he, say, as I he haven't finished. Off. Now, that's going to happen, I reckon, at least like half a dozen times this year. And now, they, if and you touch a ref, you can get suspended, yeah? Yeah. Now, the ball's out of, like, the half's over. Like, smart legal you're, you're people. Gonna, guys are going to get what suspended. What I'm trying to say is, from talking to the ref if you listen time. to this, anybody at the NRL, I'm just putting, like, putting some extra rules. Have around. a think about what some you've actually laws. created. So as you're walking off the field, the chances of referees being touched by players have just gone up through the roof. Particularly captains who want their point taken. Because if they're just talking gibberish, surely, surely the referees will be instructed to wait. How long and, do you wait and talk to the guys and until the? How long have you got to? Have you, how, like, until the captains have gone inside. I, don't, I, I just and, and this is the other part of it that I think. It's now, this is the other part. This go, is yeah, very quickly. Go, yeah. As you're walking off, I've only done one example of one captain. There's two of them. There's two of them, and they both want to speak to the captain, but they don't want to speak to the captain while the other captain's there. No, they want to speak to the coach. Uh, sorry, the referee. Referee, sorry. <laughs> we both stuffed that up. So, what happens if both want to speak to him, but want to speak to him by themselves? Do you see the logistical issues that are going to come out well, of this? No, are they entitled to the talk field? to him by themselves? So, well, what's I'm saying? What's, the, what's the rule? To are they both going to talk at the same time as they walk well, off the field? one of them is polite, and if, if one guy's <laughs> already talking to him, you're not but going to do you see, him. This is where this whole idea of you can talk at... Um, as the players leave the field for half time, it doesn't say captains will be given opportunity to speak to referees at half time. It says as the as players leave the field, the field. Off, just I just think they've got to have a real close think yeah, about it. That, that might just be the way this reporter worded it. It might not That's be from the NRL, man. 
it's directly from the NRL. Yeah, but I just I just think you've got to have their reporters. And they've got to have some rules hard and fast because I think the might, biggest my, the biggest right. concern is the is the stopping of the referee as he tries to walk away. Uh, you, I thought you. you you sort of skimmed over the big one for me is that they're not allowed to talk to the referees except for this, 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 and this. What if they have a genuine concern? They just thing them away and they're off. And then effectively the player, the captain will be offside. The other part of it that I did want to but, jump back to is the injury break. Players are going to get injured a lot more when captains want, when a team want to break. Teams want to break now. Because if a, a player point. is injured, the, referee, the, guy, the, the, the captain can talk to the referee. And your team can reset your line. I never thought about that, and that I, that's going to annoy me. It's just always. things like that, 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 that. It looks great on paper. You just, and I, I'm sure that there what? are wiser and, minds and, than mine, me looking at this, but gosh, it's just yeah. it's a concern. They're not going to. Yep, that's um, definitely going to happen a lot. Where we've got here we go. It gets better. Cannonball tackles are gone, which is apparently what the case was last year. But essentially, if Dave, we tackle one guy up top, the third guy can't come in yeah. if the referee calls held earlier on. Yeah. Um, but the only way they're going to get rid of the cannonball tackle is to heavily suspend guys that do it. Doesn't matter what referee calls out in the field, just people people will still do it. Yeah. And if that person, even if it's an innocuous hit to buy the leg, they need to. The rule needs to be: you're going to miss a week if you do one of those tackles, and you watch it just disappear out of the game. Yep, hard to argue with that. The only the only problem is it, it comes down to the perception of you didn't call it early enough. You no, I, I don't think... Just I, as I, I was running in, yeah. righty, righty, I think the best thing you, you noticed last year is that you could tell what a third cannonball tackle was. It wasn't... There wasn't really much ambiguity. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking of? Yeah, that one. Ambiguity. That's it. Um, in the way that they were actually made. So, anyway. Crush tackle. They're going to try and really come down on this, but good luck with that um, by charging even higher um, gradings on, on those to try and get them out of the game. It's gives us the two it's, things. It's again, it's, what do you classify as a crusher tackle, though? Because if you deliberately do a crusher tackle, that's that's horrible. And that's where we're, that's sometimes where we're, that's it happens where we've accidentally that's where we've got problem, and without any kind of carelessness and without any kind of... And, look, I just hope that they, they do this because they should have done this years ago. Two ones we want to talk to now, all right? Let's stop the clock. <laughs> okay. The first one is there'll be goal-kicking time limits. Now, I thought there was goal-kicking time limits. Yeah, there is. Only we never saw anyone get done for going past the time limit. So unless every single kicker in the NRL was absolutely beautifully behaved, we just didn't hear about fines or penalties or whatever for players going too long. The rule basically is the referee will call time off at approximately 1 minute and 20 seconds following the scoring of a try. All right? Why 1 minute and Fines will still apply to clubs when a player takes longer than 1 minute and 40 seconds to take conversion. So... Your time goes off after so two minutes. So you're only saving 20 seconds. But if you go past the two minutes and do a minute 40, you get fined. Now, my only concern here is... Why, why a minute 20? Why not I don't know. time off? Dave, stop making sense. Okay. Let's jump from that to stopping the clock. They're going to add, for the last five minutes of every match, the clock will stop following a conversion or a penalty kick at goal until play restarts at halfway. Now, the, this is how this is interpreted, is that it's once the kick has been taken the clock will stop in the last five minutes. I tweeted this through our annual tweet. I've talked to everybody about this, and what I cannot understand is if we're happy to do it in the last five minutes, where is the downside of doing it... Throughout the whole game. Throughout the whole game. Yeah, the... the, the... If there's a minute and 20 seconds before the referee calls time off, surely that's all we lose. For the whole game, in after every kick goal, why don't we just stop the clock? Yeah. After that minute and twenty seconds. Why? Why a minute and twenty seconds? 
But that, why it, why the extra minute and 20 uh, seconds? Why don't we just call stop, it, the, stop it, the clock? But it just makes no sense. I don't understand why it's the last five minutes and not the whole 80 minutes, because... You know, the, the idea is that you want to try and manage your time in no, that but, last five minutes no, but, a bit more than the other, you know. We can we, we build that time up. I mean, it's not going to be minutes and minutes and minutes, but it's going to be enough time where you go, that's actually pretty good. We don't have players walking back slowly from um, kicks midway through the game or the start of the game. It just, that's the we rule. You have two minutes after every try is lost to conversions, which is evidently what they're going to do, and that's it. I personally, as you say, would love it if they just called time off after every try. And that makes complete sense. Or when a, attempt, a goal, goal kick is still being attempted. I still have no worries with there being a time limit on the kicker himself. Absolutely. But just call time off when there's a well, try scoring or a point scoring play. Because that makes sense. And you will lose teams being able to stretch periods out if they're ahead by eight points with, five, with, with ten minutes left or whatever it is. I just don't understand why it's only the last five minutes. Open it up for the whole game, and then just give us some more football. And yeah. the, play, the players are not yeah. going to be any more tired in, in, the, in the respect of... Is it, is it because they want to bring in the rule, but just, with, with the TV rights and the time and everything? It works, it works for TV, because TV, every time they, there they, is a point-scoring play, they knows get, they've got two minutes. But won't it stretch the game out too much further past that two hours? This will stretch it out even more. Because they're, they're going to let the two minutes go, then they're going to call time off. And that period of time is open-ended. Whereas if you just call time off after the kick, you've got then two minutes, which is enough time to show one ad, at least, for a TV station. And the rest. I don't know. So they're the rules, everybody. Uh, they're, they're good and they're terrible. Um, we're hoping that they've thought through uh, a lot further, particularly that referee uh, discussion one, which has a lot of open ends to, to abuse. Um, but you can grab all the rules and stuff there on NRL.com and you can grab them there. As a general comment, I like all of these rules. They're, 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 you can see they're, they're designed they're, to yeah, make yeah, the yeah, game yeah, flow yeah, a yeah. bit better, get more bang for your buck, and sort of make it a bit more. The thing of it is, they make it. It almost feels like they're going too far down that path. It of, feels. It feels a little band aidy. Like I've got a couple of these problems. We'll just put this over here. Put this uh, over here. And hold I don't know on. About that. I just think they should have probably. If they're going to make changes like this with the stop the clock and stuff, do it properly from the get go. Don't. Don't try and gradually bring it in. I just don't think the game is that poor for having elements of it. Anyway, Dave, we need to move on. Okay, let's segment. move on. Let's go. I like sports. I could do something in sports. <laughs> Quickly, Origin. Dave, Corbin Sims is from Jeringong. Tarek Sims is from Jeringong. Yep. Ashton Sims is from Jeringong. Yep. Um, however, Corbin apparently moved from Jeringong to... Well, to Queensland somewhere. Well, no, it was, it was, it was Ashton, when he was younger than that. Okay, because Ashton signed with Brisbane from St. That's George. right. And Illawarra. And Corbin, I think, was still 10 or 11 nah, at the time. No, he was a bit older, I think. He was he was early teens. Definitely early teens, I'm pretty sure. The I bottom line is he, he played, he, he sort of... You know, when you're a kid, you just sort of He played all his NYC with the Broncos. He played all that. In Queensland. And, and all of his teenage years. What's he said, basically? He feels like he's a Queenslander. He's always supported Queensland, so he wants to play for Queensland. So his brother will play for New South Wales. Yeah. And he'll play... Well, he will ever play for Queensland, is a question, but... It's just... It, the whole thing's just... It continues to find ways to be a farce. Yet well, they brought new rules in. I, I... There, is, there is this point in the middle where it's hard to judge what do you do. Because... Well, Luke, Luke Keary came yeah. out the other day and said, 
I want to play for Queensland, yet he is completely eligible for New South Wales. And he is a New South Welshman. But he just says, I want to play for Queensland. Now, his story was that he moved down to... He was born in New South Wales, and then when he was like three or something, he moved down to Adelaide. But his father's a Queenslander, so he's always grown, grown up living in Adelaide, yeah, supporting Queensland. Yeah, he's eligible for New South Wales because of where he played his... Yes. Yeah. yeah. Look, we, we just don't but, like it because it's... <laughs> I, will, I will never understand why Queenslanders think that it, it's bad when New South Welshmen bag them about signing people who aren't actually Queenslanders. Because New South Wales have done it. Queensland do it all the time. Let's just all smile politely, move on, and hope that maybe in, I don't know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, it is people from New South Wales and it is people from Queensland playing in state of origin. Because if I'm Sam Burgess, yeah, well, if I'm Benji Marshall, if, all, if I'm all these guys, this is the pet but that I... If all those guys that wanted to, when they first joined rugby like NRL, they wanted to play State of Origin. They got told, "No, you can't do that." Oh, how dare you? How dare you want to play for State of Origin football? It's not fair on everybody else who's eligible. And now we're seeing things being conveniently changed for. No, they've got a slot in somewhere. Well, okay, Benji Marshall. How many years have you been in Australia for? Why hasn't he naturalised in terms of that? You know. Why can't Sam Burgess has been in Australia for X amount of years? Why doesn't he just say I'll be dual citizenship and then play for New South Wales? Why is that any worse because, than? Because why is that no, any worse than Greg Inglis? Go guys. back to the beginning. It's not New South Wales versus Queensland. What is it? It's state of origin. That's the whole point. The reason why this game is so big and so good is because back in Queensland the good. because back in the eighties, when you had genuine Queenslanders, that's a great word, genuine, playing for New South Wales, because they played in the New South Wales comp. And they needed to have a competition that let them play for the the state that they, they... I feel like I'm a Queenslander. I want to be able to play for Queensland. And that's the whole point of this game. And if you excuse the French bastardise that... I, 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 I don't like... It has been. I know. But this is why I'm a bit upset about people like Luke Curie. He's He is a New South Welshman who supports Queensland. As so far as I'm concerned... There's no place for him in origin. Oh, fighting words. Quick one on Dane Gagai. It's to be New South Welshmen who, are, who, who love New South Wales playing Queenslanders who love Queensland. Oh, passion. Not, not guys who want to further their career. He's got angry eyes, people. And not, not New Zealanders who have come across. If you, if you genuinely now think of yourself as a New South Welshman, fine. But bloody well act like it. And don't stuff around and say that, you know, I want to play for this club. No. You, you so, play for yeah. the for the for the state that you feel a damn load of pride for, which you obviously do, DC well, Joe. Oh, I, I, and and the game itself. Um, so just quickly on a bit of feedback. Oh yeah, Rachel, there you go. We talked Origin. We're not going to talk about the actual in the team and stuff, but Dave, he's fired <laughs> up. Uh, quick one. Dan Gagai uh, missed the Sunday morning meeting or something at a Origin emerging Origin camp, and he won't play for the Queenslanders this year. So, well done, Dane. And Josh Dugan apparently missed a meeting of the senior playing group for the Blues before Christmas and was done, thus, I don't know what he was doing, uh, and thus uh, was not invited to a, another meeting or a dinner held the other night of the senior leadership group. So, good to see Josh Dugan has learnt that, you how, know, how you get is, to things. How old is Josh Dugan? Not old enough. Okay, time how, for how feed. Many games he, how many New South Wales games has he played? Oh, saying too many would be too harsh, but... Um, it's not that... How can he be considered a senior player? Crickets. 
All right, uh, Dave, we have to quickly go to our feedback file. Uh, people were happy. As I said, we had like 10 people like our status the other day. Look at it, 10. Thank you very much, all you geniuses. Yeehaw. Now, we had a couple of feedback questions. Uh, Troy Schroeder uh, asked, what are the chances of the Raiders making the eight this year? And should Milford be inside after signing with the Broncos and carrying on like a little beep? Dave, did he, did he carry on like a little beep? Or did he just... Anyway, all right. Um, their chances of being in the eight are pretty good. They've got, they got a good I reckon squad. they're 50-50. They are 50-50. They, there's 16 teams. Well, yeah. They are one of those teams where they could fall apart or they could go gangbusters. So it's... How those splinters do. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> Sitting on the fence? No, that's not true. <laughs> Ask me about any of the other clubs and I'll call it like it is. It's just not Canberra. You just can't make your mind up about Canberra. But that's, that's what they are. Manly will be in the top eight this year. Souths will be in the top eight this year. Dragons won't. There you go, Mac McNerney. He said it, I didn't. Souths, uh, Parramatta won't. Cam- Canberra, if they look after their home ground advantage, which should be a big advantage, then they should make the eight. But if they continue to play like Nifnus in, in games where they there have to win... There are a lot of questions oh, on, there are. on the players. The biggest thing that Stuart will bring to the club, hopefully, is an improved defence, and that's the biggest problem Canberra have. Uh, above all, is that when the going got tough in games the last couple of years, they just got out of the way. Milford, I think he'll be fine. He'll play the whole year. Uh, yeah. I, I'd be stunned if the likes of Stuart and a few other the uh, people around the club haven't really got in his ear and said, look, we just want you for this year, mate. Do your best for us. Uh, they'd be foolish to, to throw him back into reserve grade in my books, even if they've... Jack O'Hearn's a good young fullback, uh, a few other players, but I just think you... you You've got him for this year. You don't have him in the years ahead. Surely, if you put him in and he performs, yeah, I think it's fine. He holds his spot. Uh, we did have a question from Andrew Cole about uh, Milford staying in Canberra all year. I think he will. Uh, I just be. I just don't. I don't see him walking out on him after what he yeah, could have done. He, he could have. He could have done he, after the World Cup. He could not have come back to Canberra if he was going to walk away from Canberra. It would have been then. Um, at, the st- at the end of November, oh, and he didn't. Have, he decided not to do it. So it could have been any time, couldn't? But it? I'm saying that would have been the perfect time because yeah. he, ha- he didn't have to go back to the club and face everybody nah. again. That would have been the time if he wanted to make the whole hissy fit. He could have done it then, and he hasn't. Uh, last feedback question is again from Troy Schroeder. So heaps of feedback questions. How good are they, Dave? Mm-hmm. He said, "Is this going to be the first of many shows for 2014?" <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> well, many is probably a strong word. Look, we want to do this. <coughs> we it, we enjoy it's good it. fun. But uh, I've told you a million times, the editing's the pro- biggest problem about it, especially if you try and do a weekly show. And anybody else who does a podcast understands this. Uh, Dave has a really good role in the show. He'll come in, he'll talk about some things, he'll do some research. But he And then I nick off. Yeah, he doesn't have... Like, and this is the biggest problem, is that you don't, you don't have to create the show, you don't have to produce it, you don't have to edit it. You haven't got to collate everybody to do it. And that's the thing where... This is great fun. Uh, yeah. I like this, to speak of Jerry and I. <laughs> this is excellent. This is good. <laughs> this is but good. if we can't add that, you know, that kind of part, it, that in this book is editing, and it's just... They can't see yours. <laughs> Back of the couch. Um, it, it's, it's just the hardest part. So, look, I hope... We, we're definitely going to do a pre-season prediction show. We should have done one of those last year, to be honest. Um, but we didn't. Uh, Mac Nicanoni has expressed a desire to be involved in that. How, how much would it, would it cost... The listeners to, to pay you per per not the footy show to to, to edit Wait, t- tell us everybody go on the Facebook page and tell me I'd, I'd happily do a show every week if I was getting paid some send us some money um, <laughs> uh, and you can let us know uh, we're going to wrap up not the footy show with a very special guest right after this why I'm busting chops today you can ask anybody it's true see.
Can we press one for more Matthew, please? <laughs> so much for the special guest. He's let me down. I didn't tell him we were going to talk to him, but no. uh, Matty Duncan. He's probably there he is. But technically, he's Leave in the episode. Alone. He's in the episode because that was his voice. Yeah, true that. Uh, I listened to Sports Fever Alive the other day. They fixed their streaming system. Uh, they were talking about obscure. We're leaving this message on his. I realised that. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're going to deliberately take it all up. Um, <laughs> That's a, not fair. A, a 90s Sheffield Shield cricketer you can think of. Going up. I don't know. Any cricketers you can remember? Well, 90s? Anyone. Just throw a name out. Michael Slater. but he Oh, boo. Yeah, well, this is what I'm saying. That's no fun. Anyway, uh, Matty, we'll talk to you again sometime. Maybe, if you're ever alive. See ya. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beat. I must be out. When I pick up the phone, where could I be? <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not home. What were you trying to... Where were you going with that? I was going nowhere. Uh, just like this show. Dave, we're done. Shield guy. Oh, he was doing a thing on Sports Fever on um, Thursday. That was, for some reason, they started talking about um, obscure 90s cricketers. Oh. And I sent it through the, the majestic Richard Cheekweek. Uh, oh, yeah. The workhorse, the workhorse, Mark Ridgeway, uh, all these kind of things. So I was just hoping to see if we could get in then. So that's what you'd have to do, everybody. You have to prepare. And right there, I thought it'd be great if we could possibly get him. And I was, to be fair, I was actually hoping we'd get his. What was Brett Lee's brother's name? Shane Lee. Shane Lee. Yeah. That, that's my obscure '90s. That's no longer on his voicemail. Everybody, I've been Warwick Nicholson. That's been DC Chapman. It has been fun just doing a show, getting back together, um, talking a bit of a football, talking league. What do you got? To, you, got you got the last little bit here, Dave. Yakety yakking about league. It's good to be back. I love I love my league. I love talking about it. I love arguing with people about it. And um, it's going to be a, a great season. We're, we're going to have a predictions. Yeah, the prediction one will probably be. Oh, we didn't talk about the Auckland Nines. We better call that. Oh, Auckland Nines, ladies Quickly, and gentlemen. Quickly, we probably will do something about around the Auckland Nines. I don't know what your availability is, but do you want to come over one of those days I'm, and yeah, yeah, watch some Auckland Nines? Absolutely. On the uh, we'll do a, the Sunday. On the Sunday, sounds good. Yeah. We'll do some thingos. Uh, some thingos, you know. Yeah, thingos. Um, talk. Uh, the biggest problem I have with the Auckland Nines is what we all flagged when they announced they were doing it, is that the Are best they... players won't be involved. And Canberra are the latest team to name their, t- name their squad for the Nines. And they What's... basically said... We're going to focus on round one. We don't care about the nines. We'll send a couple of players, young players, did, give them a he, chance. Yeah, he did say it's because it's a new coach and... and, and that's, that's a, that's, I'm, I'm fine I with that. I, I, I will say, well done, Ricky Stewart. That is the right decision. But the problem is that we effectively had this whole song and dance for three weeks at the end of the season saying, oh, they're going to take it seriously, all these teams. We're going to really give the Auckland no Nines a go. No said they're going they to take did. it seriously. All the players said, I can't wait now, to play. Warwick. It's just not going to happen. What, it's not what is happen. the prize money? It's significant. But it's the clubs obviously, dollars. the clubs obviously realise that the season's far more important. And I'm not saying that the bad, no, no, no. It's, the it, clubs care you, about you, winning you, mis- you, you mistake me. I don't not I don't not care about the nines. I'm looking forward to the nines. I'm going to enjoy watching the nines. I love the sevens, but I didn't like the chat that effectively said, "Oh, this will be the most you know hotly contested 
sevens, nines competition we've ever had. Media's got to do what media's got to do. No, that was the PR spin from the... I just think, whoever wants to play, come along, play. It's going to be great fun. We're all going to see young players run around, which is really exciting in that environment. Yeah. But, I mean, the Warriors with their team, their team's pretty stacked. They're going to have no problems getting past the Raiders and a few other sides, you would think. But it's in it's in the don't NZ. don't sell it as the greatest rugby league spectacle because it's just going to be a fun weekend, which is exactly what the sevens was. The sevens was a fun, exciting time. Let's sell it that way as opposed to saying that you know all the great players will be involved because they're not going to be. We just came off a World Cup year. It's not they're not going to back up. They're not like Slater's not playing, Smith's not playing, Cronk's not playing, Bellamy's not even going. You know, it's it's these kind of things where I just go, settle down, got, got let's enjoy. Somewhere. And that's fine, but just don't try and convince everybody. And the people that are going, it's, sell, it's a sellout for both days. Yeah, I know. It's, it's sold out real up quick. High, up high. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's a great thing. Great. So I'm not, surely I, I'm not having a crack at the fact that surely, we're having it. Surely we're having it more as, as the years go on and it, be, and it gives itself my, a My only concern is that if we don't have X amount of good players playing, then you will see a continuation of... Because, ladies and gentlemen, the rule is that only one of the top five... five Sign Marquee and then there's something like ten of the next seventeen or yeah. whatever. It's it just means that my worry for it is more longevity, in that if it's not of a standard that has a bit of star power to it, then it could end up being you just send the players to go play because you have to. And I don't I don't want to ever be that way. But that's what happened with the sevens, and that's oh, and, and people seven, sevens of... lost out because of the Super League. That's what happened to sevens. Sevens came back for a brief little yeah. period in the early two thousands, but it. It was mid nines. It was massive, and then Super League that came along. Super League did the nines themselves, and we just it disappeared once the game came together because it was one of those things that just got pushed out in the heart too hard basket when the the game came back together. I love the sevens, and I hope to love the nines. As I said, I, I'm looking forward to the nines, and I just would love it if we had a little bit more of a realistic expectation of who was going to play in the nines. That's what I would have liked to have seen. Because the big thing that you have to keep in mind with the likes of the Slayers and the Cronks and the um, Smiths is they're all pushing 30 or they've just hit 30. They're getting on and they don't want to Do they want to push play their body to, and they don't want to... No, but do they want to play in a, in a Nines tournament? Their career's coming to an end. Like when, by leaving them out of this one, how many more do they possibly have a chance to play? It's all those sort of things. I just go, the way that they sort of sold initially to me was just a little bit now who, untrue. Now, who sold it? Who's put this together? The NRL. Oh, what's that? That's my our phone. Just, just ignore it. Okay. <laughs> you can't hear it in the back of everybody. Cheap, mm-hmm. nasty, mm-hmm. and downright boring. Look, we're done. Um, that's the awful nines. We'll, we'll talk about it more when we watch it in a couple of weeks' time. Get us on the Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash an podcast. Are we going to talk about we're it We're moving more? on, Dave. Okay. Uh, and you can grab me at an tweet. Dave, do you have... Dave, do you, do you have a phone about to ring in your pocket, probably? Um, now, Mr. DC, are you on Twitter, Mr. DC? Uh, sort of, kind of. Let me have a look. I am on. Well, there he is. Does it does it have you like a last time that you? Well, I'm pretty sure it said structure. Uh, <laughs> that was when we were at the uh, the. Yeehaw. That was when we were at the Tigers and uh, August 24th. The Tigers and ladies and gentlemen, Dragons game at the SCG, and you told me that structure was very important. Um, you can follow him at Mister underscore DC11. I'm at. <laughs> it's not worth following me. I haven't put anything in there. Well, have a have a log back in. Ask me what the password is. It might is. it might ramp up again. Um, it will now, now, again. now that the NRL and, is actually uh, Matty Duncan is at Mr. Peninsula, um, and I hope he enjoyed his message that he got. I've been Warwick. I've been DC. That's been episode 146 of Not the Footy Show, the first episode of 2014. Where do we clock in, Dave? How much? How many minutes do you reckon? Oh, lots. 40. 
And the rest. The answer is 42. Well done. So we hit about the maximum we wanted. And I hope you enjoyed. Love some feedback, very, all right? Very excited about all, the upcoming season. All we want to hear is that you actually enjoyed having us back. It can be a like. It can be a little comment. Whatever it is, just... Don't be so silent. They're so silent. They're so silent. And then they, when we when we pull the show, <laughs> they go. I can't. When, I, shush, <laughs> when they pull when we pull the show, it's like, where are you? We need a hug. <laughs> was it was a D. It's all good, champ. It's all right. No, it's not. All right. We'll see you next time. Episode 147 is coming in a couple of weeks. Enjoy your league, league lovers. Right, the ones uh, from Oregon that are only right for two weeks. Yeah, a that's year. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I split a taste with Newman. I wait all year for this. Oh, <laughs> this is fantastic. Glenn Buttress!